What is up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. I appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Social media handles are at Rick Beta, that's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or you can always email the show, and that's 24-7-365 at uh, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So last week I mentioned I was going to talk a little bit about the Sodi race, or I guess at this point, the Sodi speedwalk during this episode. Actually, now that I think about it, it might even be more of like a, a Sodi evening neighborhood stroll at this point. You know, we were spoiled by last year right it was just ridiculous the amount of footage we got from mason so but anyway so yeah the fact is that mason silva you know kind of altered the way we or at least i see and expect what a sodi race should be right and keep in mind it was only a couple years ago when i was thinking they should just put it out of its misery like i'm done with sodi like why they even have it i felt at the time i felt it just wasn't what it used to be and it's always difficult to choose like one skater per year to like be the one you know it's just kind of over it all however i do love competitions you know and that drive in me likes to see skaters like duke it out and scramble to like to release their videos in november or early december but not too late as to miss you know that window of being announced the winner so and keep in mind, each year I hear Drew Domkus's voice in my head saying, we don't know what the criteria is, and we still don't know. So it can be subjective or made up along the way, and I'm sure they decide some things, you know, and certain things they keep in mind, in mind. but for the, the fans at home, we just have to speculate. No one really knows what's going, like what goes into winning skater of the year. No one knows, unless you work there, unless you work for Thrasher. So with that being said, unlike last year when Mason Silva pretty much had it in the bag halfway through the year, right? It was like June, July, it was over. 2021 is definitely different. We don't have a true front runner that comes to mind, or at least I don't, you know, or at least I didn't until this episode. So I had to kind of circle back and watch the videos and get reminded. I'm like, oh yeah, this, it was a pretty, it was an entertaining year, but it wasn't anything like last year as far as just boom, Mason just killed it. And if we look back, at what a maniac Mason was last year, we can't truly expect anyone to match that kind of work every single year, right? <laughs> so, like, next calendar, you're like, no, come on, you guys. You guys need to step it up, you know? It takes a lot of work to put out one video and, and to have five, six, you know? What are you going to say? Like, you're going to ask Felipe Nunez or Yuto, crank out, like, five more this year, you guys. Let's go. Come on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That's insanity. So that's how special last year was. And a nice reminder of how spoiled we all got. So so now I think about actually Milton. Milton set the bar pretty high too the year before. So I mean I guess the last couple of years has been been pretty pretty obvious. We 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 all knew he was a guaranteed winner there. We all knew his guaranteed Mason was a guaranteed winner uh, last year, and it was meant to be because they put in the work. Which brings me back to this year. 2021 is an interesting year. I mean if you think about it, pretty much for each like in every one of your favorite skaters. We pretty much can only go off like one video part for each, right? Because that's all that was really submitted. That's all that I I did some research before this episode. I didn't find a lot of multiple like, skaters with multiple parts, like the heavy hitters. How many skaters have been busting their asses out to get content out this year? A couple, or or have at least stacked enough footage to release more than like in more in one sitting. You know, kind of like what Mason did too. He had some stuff kind of in the bank. None that I can think of. 
So if we had to base it on just one video, and if you would have asked me last week, like just on the spot, who we should go to, who, who should win Sodi, I would have said Mark Suchu. Like his blue dog part was awesome. That sealed the deal for me. Like I was like, okay, bam, that got me thinking though. Because once I started combing through the videos from January on, and then namely stumbled upon Clay Kreiner's delusional part again, and then I watched Clay Kreiner's delusional part, part again, and it instantly changed my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mark Suchu's part was amazing. And I said it got like the Sodi chants like stuck in my head again. Sodi, 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 Sodi. But Clay? <sighs> I'm shrugging right now. Like Clay freaking Kreiner's part is everything a Sodi worthy skater is producing. That's, I mean, that, it just, if you look at the past, it's, it checks off a lot of the boxes. It even has transition footage. Are you kidding me? Like, mind-blown emoji. I don't know one person, and I'm sure there may be a couple out there in the world, but I don't know, I don't know one of them that would watch that video and say, nope, no way in hell, Rick, that's not Sodi worthy. In fact, that's garbage. Next. Right? Not one person. That is a perfect Sodi sample. And I, and I know I've said that, and I hinted at that back in January. I just assumed that he would maybe crank out at least one or two more videos by the end of the year because that would just seal the deal. I would have been talking about Clay all year long if he put out similar stuff like that, but that didn't happen. Well, at least not yet, right? And most likely won't. Like here, I'm recording it. It's November 4th. But damn, Clay, that was that was such a great video to watch and rewatch. I mean, it's a perfect standalone Sodi sample. I mean, prove me wrong though, please, for this year. I'm talking about this year. But I did, I, I'm checking my notes now. I almost uh, forgot. I, I mean, I did forget how much I love Jack O'Grady's part, his passport part, because he killed it in that. He got the front cover of Thrasher for that, the NBD that just, it blew, a, the, the video did it justice and the picture did it justice because he just looked at that and go, how? But I didn't, I don't recall, yeah, I don't think we saw anything else from him either. So he's got one part that, you know, is standalone worthy as a Sodi contender. John Delo. Yeah, his 561 part could make his way to a so the like the Sodi platter, right? Because it was an amazing part as well. And let's not forget how awesome Joey O'Brien's edit was. That was nice to revisit that. I watched that over the weekend again too. I was like, damn. Brad Cromer's Half Moon, another one I jotted down. And then of course, Chima Ferguson's part was fire. And didn't Ace uh, Pelka crank out at least two parts this year too? Wouldn't that be crazy? Ace wins skater of the year. <laughs> oh, just saying though, you know, I'm just going over my 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 list here. And what about Uto? I mean, dude, he put out a great part. He got the cover of Thrasher, and there's a big and. He won gold in the Olympics. Does it go to him? Is that like a no-brainer that I'm not really seeing? But he he didn't, you know, one part. I mean, I guess you can count the Olympics as a part. I mean, that's a huge platform a huge stage and he won gold so i can see that happening too but yeah so as of right now november 3rd i feel that clay kreiner has the best standalone part that i've seen all year like if we're only gonna only base it on that one part you had to okay rick one part sody clay kreiner that'd be my pick it could easily pass as something you know sody worthy so what say you this year is almost done and time is running out who do you have a Sodi? 
Or are you done with it all and just wish would all just go away like I did a few years ago? You're like, whatever, I don't care about this anymore. But Chima's part was pretty good. So let me know your thoughts on that. But I wanted to just jump to switching it now to trick of the year options. I think my mind changed once I saw Chima Ferguson's that double set. It was a, what, a nine flat eight when I counted it. And when you go back and watch, pause it at 5 minutes, 45 seconds. How in the hell can you not give that trick of the year? I mean, for real. Like, that was insane. How is that even possible? Gloves or no gloves? <laughs> I don't care. You can rock a, a mittens if you want. That is not something a skateboarder should be able to do. I mean, unless your name is Chima. So I say, make it simple for Trick of the Year this year, in 2021. We're already having a challenging skater of the year. I, I say we just make it simple. Like, for Trick of the Year this year, in 2021, let it go to an ollie. Make it that easy. And I'm totally fine with it going to Chima, unless, and this is a big unless, we get to see footage of T-Funk's China Banks, like his big bench ollie that he quote-unquote did, and it said it in Thrasher. Damn. And I still don't believe. I, I read it. I saw the, the cover. And I still don't believe he did the whole damn thing. No way in hell, right? No. Like, my brain can't register that until I see evidence. You know, getting all Rooney on him. Like, roll them bones on over here, Mr. Edward Rooney. I need to see proof. So, yeah, until then, it's Chima. Chima has my vote for Toady. The huge double set Ollie. I mean... Well done, Chima. That literally gave me like anxiety. I had sweaty palms. So you have my vote. You know, dot, dot, dot for now. And hopefully it stays that way, though. You know, otherwise, T Funk, he might just come in and snatch it from everyone's hands like in the 11th hour. Like, gotcha, psych. But I still, I, I know I've said it multiple times. I still, how? How, T Funk? I need to see evidence. But then again, watch it end up being like, Chima shocks the world and wins both. Sodi and Toady. It could happen. Just saying. I'm going to leave it at that. Who do you got down for trick of the year? Well, it's only been, what, since 2015, 16? So there's not too many of them. But who do you got? Let me know who, you, who would be your pick if, it, you know, if you had the choice right now. And we still haven't seen, you know, two more weeks of video or whatnot. So next up, the Street League made their stop in Lake Havasu, Arizona this past weekend. And let me just say it was a damn good thing that Nyjah drove there. But don't say that to Shane O'Neill, though. You know, you know, he was just praying that Nyjah had a flight booked and that he would possibly miss it and not get a private jet or not do anything and just go, whatever, you know, I missed my flight. He was probably like, please, just one more weekend without him, please. But that didn't happen. He's like, I got this. And nope. Nigel was able to make, what, his three, four-hour trek to Arizona. More on that in a few. But I wanted to start off with just some general thoughts about the new format. You know, pissed off and grumpy Rick hates it, okay? But good thing I'm not, I'm not pissed off as often as I am grumpy. I don't even know if that makes sense. But all I have to say is I'm not a huge fan of the new format, okay? Here, let me just lay it out. Not a huge fan of, namely, the single, single, like, Single run, four best trick with a possible super final two more best trick attempts. I'm not a fan of it. 
maybe I could be won over should they decide to keep it. But looking at some of the comments too, I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone, you know, but only because it's a huge, like best trick to run ratio. It's a, it's a huge, like the, the, it doesn't, there's a huge gap, six tricks to one run. Like, how is that even a thing? Right. If you think about it, so, so they get six tricks, one run in a contest. And how do the riders feel about this? You know, are they cool with it? You know, like, yeah, whatever. As long as they get paid, I'm cool. I mean, any SLS skaters listen to this show, you know, send me a message. Say, yeah, it's good, Rick. You just need to warm up to it. Or or, or what do you think about it, too? Were you cool with it? You know, please let me know. And keep in mind, I don't get paid by Street League. You know, I'm, I'm not an advisor. I'm not linked to anyone who works there. This is just an observation from a fan that happens to have a skateboarding podcast. Okay? I'm just preface it with that. But that comes with a quick backstory. This new format reminds me of the time my wife got me hooked on a show called So You Think You Can Dance. You know, and for the record... I don't think I can dance. I know I can't dance, okay? I'm a horrible dancer. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you. She'll nod. She won't even have to say anything. Just nod. But much like how I can't ride vert, I respect the hell out of dancing. You know, it's not easy. Not everyone can do it. You know, hence my two left feet. So I was hooked on the show. I had favorites. I even followed some of the dancers at one time. I was like all in. I'm like, yeah, I was rooting for this dancer. Hell yeah. And this was for years. Then they started tweaking the show. Much like, the, much like the old adage, if it ain't broke, right, you can finish the rest. They kept messing with the format, coming up with new challenges. They even went as far as adding a kids-only competition. And I remember it because that was the year they lost me 100%. I was just like, peace out. I'm out of here. I bounced. They had gone too far. Too much messing with what worked. So bringing it back to SLS now. Before this year, was it broken? I don't think so. Was it getting less and less people in the stands at their events? It, it definitely appeared that way. You know, you watch it on TV, you're like, damn, why aren't there people in the stands? So you did notice a lot more empty seats than usual. And clearly they saw their numbers decline, you know, and they had to shake things up a bit. That's happens. Any smart business would do this business would do like do the same. All right, we got to uh, let's fix it up now. Uh, let's do extreme, you know, fix it. And there could be so many factors behind the loss of revenue. I mean, maybe the cities they chose back in the day weren't like a great match or the days. Actually, they were on the weekends for the most part. So that couldn't have been too big of a problem. Maybe the price of the tickets were too high for some. I mean, that's always a constant, right, with everything. I mean, even for myself, you know, just going to an Earthquakes game, a Giants game, whatever. It, it, tickets are insane. So I can get that too. Maybe they're like, charge a little bit too much. But what I don't think was a major issue was the fact that riders were given more than one run to get some points on the board. It's almost as if they went a little too reactionary and got like to the extreme is what I'm seeing. It's just, I mean, it's basic human nature, right? It happens to us all. But keep in mind, I like the brand, and I like the product. I want to see it succeed. I'd love to turn this around, and I'm willing to help any which way I can. And I mean that, SLS team. I don't need to be on the payroll. Throw me down as advisor. You know, whatever title you got to put my way. I'd be more than willing to jump on a Zoom call and just bounce ideas back and forth. I mean, I know you probably have a team that does that, but just an outside looking in. I just don't think the one-run-only format is it. 
two seems to be the magic number. I think, yeah, three can be a, a, a bit much if you're watching. Like, oh, yeah, be stick around for run number three. It's like, oh, damn, how much time do I have to spend watching this? So I get that, too. But you have to give these riders at least one more run. Like, give that back. The, your fans deserve it. Maybe that means going back to like a two-run, three-best-trick scenario. I can't remember the old format at the moment, but I believe it was something like that. Only because I know I want to see skaters compete on the course for as much as possible and, and, and hit as much of that course as much as possible. You know, not just a hand roll and a hubba. You can put that up anywhere. You can put a blunt steel out there. All right, cool, best trick. You know, you get two more shots, go. But I do like the addition of the two extra best tricks. But I think it needs to be, like, tweaked a bit. It's just too lopsided at the moment. Wait, one run, six tricks. That's insane. You know, or otherwise, the course is just way too big for this current format. Way too much real estate. Hardly any of it gets utilized. So anyway, just, that's just my thought. So starting off with the women's event, huge congrats to Funa Nakayama on getting third. Momiji Nishia, I thought was going to win it. I thought she, I thought I was like, she's got it. She's got it. She got second. And Raisa Leal, yet another first place win. Going back to back for her. In her and it's one more step in her global domination of skateboarding, which we're all seeing like evolve in front of our eyes. Her abilities and confidence are growing by the second. <laughs> it's so amazing to see. And she be, she's becoming a great marketer too you see she the way she held that uh monster drink and kind of pointed to it and cracked it open and went to take a sip and they edit it cut that commercial like 13 year olds drinking monster i don't know but either way she's becoming a pro at slanging that product for the her sponsors however did anyone else notice and i put this in exclamation points on my notes how annoying it was to hear two sets of commentators for this event <laughs> I mean, it's almost as if they had the, the crowd external speakers pointed directly at Paul and Jeff's microphones. Like, they're like, you, you know, Paul turns to his right or left. And he's like, there's a speaker literally a foot from me. And, oh, yeah, I got a foot from me. And they were much louder for this contest. And there were so many times we'd hear the crowd announcers like a second or two before Jeff or Paul. And I kept hoping for like an argument to go down, like much like what happened in like the first few minutes of Airplane when that couple argued over the intercom, like, the white zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the red zone. No, the white zone is for loading of passengers, and there is no stopping in a red zone. And they just went on and on and on and fought, fought. Over this. I was waiting for that because I was cracking up. Like, are you, my, my brain can't take this. And I was wearing headphones, too, to listen to this. It's like, so damn loud. You know, have a scenario where Jeff would be trying to guess the tricks first and louder than the other crew, kind of looking at him like mad dog. I'm like, look at that back uh, board slide. Nice 50 50. Oh, even though it was a front crook, I don't know what I'm calling. Paul would be talking just to be covering up their voices. Like, and look at that Mongo push in the middle of his line. You know, speaking of shout out to my man Rick over at No Mongo. Ah, we're louder. We're ah. I just kept waiting for it. But they handled it like pros. You know, Jeff, Paul, they've been there before, they got this. But anyone else knows that was so loud. You're just too darn loud. Turn the speakers to the, the stands. The skaters don't need to hear your voices. Backsmith. Oh, that was a backsmith. You know, everyone had their own version of the, the trick calling. And they, for the most part, were consistent, too. So I guess that would be a good spot check or a trick check. But Cabbage would love that. 
he'd want to be the one talking first. So I got this. Smith grind. There's no frontside indies. Yeah, yeah, Paul. I'm looking at you, Jeff. We talk first, and then you guys talk. <laughs> I was actually pretending to look at the, the guys. They're not next to me. But that's how that's how in the moment I got right there. So anyways, it's it just in the long run. Someone needed to go down to the course, turn those speakers about 30 degrees or so, but whatever. It was so distracting, but so hilarious at the same time. Did you guys notice that, or is it just me? Because once I got it in my head, I was like, I cannot... I can't, I can't not hear it. Now, I do like Jeff's style, though, too. I think we've heard him before, right? He's, he's kind of a, he's a natural on the mic. You know, I love how he went all like Doc Brown on us and used, a, used the word heavy when describing one of Nigel's best tricks. And no, I don't think he was, you know, hinting at anything related to the Earth's gravitational pull. And he even used a, a tight as well. I, I wrote down heavy and tight on my notes. He used those during the broadcast. I was like, yes tight i haven't used tight in a while yeah that's tight maybe i should use it at work the high school kids i work with that's tight they look at me like what the hell are you saying old man but that is pretty tight the way he he talked throughout those words but did jeff make mistakes maybe i don't know but who's counting you know i thought it was very refreshing to hear his side of things so very cool on that front but congrats to felipe gustavo on getting third place deshaun jordan second place win some people are saying there's some controversy behind it, you know, just because the the tricks he did and the scoring. I didn't really see it, um, but yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But you just have to give it up for Nijah going. Well, actually, double congrats to Nijah. One on not missing a flight. Yeah, didn't miss a flight this week. Hell yeah, and then winning first place. Right? Isn't that weird? Like he didn't. He wasn't at Tampa, but Shane won. And then he shows up to SLS and wins like no big deal. You know Shane was bummed, though. He's like, damn it. Is that Nigel? Wait, you guys, is that Nigel? He just he just pulled in, huh? Damn it. What did you think of this contest? What are your thoughts on the new format? You know, thumbs up, thumbs down, middle finger up. You know, I, I just, I think I'm I'm open to seeing it evolve. I guess it'd be my, I don't hate it. I'm not like, this sucks. Oh. You know, I'm just trying to provide some criticism. Like, here, here's what I like, you know. The one run thing is tough, you know. And then I, and I kept thinking, too, like, it was a crazy thought. And I'm going to say it because, I, you know, me, I, that's what I do on this mic. I was thinking, like, what if there's a way, because you know how, like, in the middle of a run, like, say you're, you have a, what, 60-second run, and the, and the skater bails, like, 10 seconds in. You're like, oh, it's like a wasted run, right? It's pretty much done. But I was like, what if, like, I don't even know if other sports do this, but what if you, actually, yeah, I guess technically, like, ice skating does, like, you get docked points. So what if, like, you're skating and you bail, that you get a minus one or a minus half point or something like that. So you now you have to make up that point. You're like, damn, okay, I need to land the rest of my run just to gain that back. I don't know. I'm just thinking, if that would, if, would that even work? Because you imagine that, like, some skater ends up with, like, minus seven. <laughs> They're just every trick, like negative, negative, negative. I guess that, I don't know. What Am I onto something there or am I just crazy? You, you let me know. But I just thought about, like, there's got to be a way, one, I mean, there, one, there has to be two runs, at least. So we got to, you know, we got to get that back somehow. And then, two, how do we keep it going, keep it flowing? Negative points for, you know, deductions? I don't know. 
I'm just spitballing. Maybe I'll elaborate more. Let me know your thoughts. But tune in next week. I should be back on Wednesday's schedule. This week was just kind of crazy and got away from me. But you guys know I love you, and I'm always here from you, and I appreciate you tuning in.